Good. On to the next piece, Opus 10, number 2, in F major. This is a delightful composition. Couldn't be different, more different from the previous one. Uh, it is lyrical, it is witty, it is charming, it is full of, full of humor, full of expectations and surprises. Uh, F major, again, let's think of other pieces. pastoral, a spring-like tonality. And it starts with an upbeat, with an auftakt. Again, seven voices, very thick sonority. Piano, and this, it's like a bird song, like an echo. And then comes we had something very vertical, now comes something very horizontal, a huge melody. An arsistasis, so rising and falling, eight bars together. So this is, this is a beautiful construction. to the first motive and then again this this is the crux of the matter Where, which way is he going and the, and it could it could go because on the piano 
D sharp and E flat are enharmonic. So it, you, you could hear it ambiguously, but in this case it's definitely D sharp. And then. So. Sounds very strange next to each other. And then, without any preparation, so he's very unconventional here. Uh, uh, C major. And comes a, a very beautiful singing horizontal theme. Again, in very thick chords and the accompaniment. Sandy, come. Always for So we are in on the dominant. Now the thing in minor. is what should come. Again, musical humor, as Haydn taught us and as he taught Beethoven, is based on expectation and surprise. But this only, again, it only works in a situation where composer and performer and the audience, they share the same language. So, This is what should come. Instead, yum. This is quite incredible. Yum. And correction. Yes, it's incredible fun. And I'm glad that you, you laugh because this, if if one if nobody laughs here, then then it's like all of you must have had this. Uh, experience in a company when you are telling a very good joke and nobody laughs. <laughs> I must tell this story. I hope it doesn't offend anybody. That in a, in a lunatic asylum, the patients are telling jokes. So, and they are all numbered. Once somebody says number 17. Ha, 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 ha. Everybody laughs. The next one says 29. Ha 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 everybody. So 218. A great laughter. And the doctor is observing this and he, he gives it a try and he says 73. Silence. And he says, Is there no joke number 73? So yes, there is, but you told it so badly. <laughs> so. Yes. So here is a uh, 
what follows is also comical because it's sort of uh, uh, out of a, out of a circus. You know? The two hands are deliberately not together. Yeah. It is again funny because it's something very naive and the two registers it is like a, somebody who is very short and the other one is very long or, or very thin and very fat. Laurel and Hardy. Yes. And it ends with these three. So tonic, dominant, Tonic. Yum. And the last one is a crotchet. And after that, of course, we will repeat the exposition, but now I go into the development. Yum. Like echoing these three final notes and in the parallel minor key. And then like a homage to Johann Sebastian Bach, he takes this like a theme of a fugue. With a little counterpoint of triplets. And then continuing fortissimo, but always secco, dry and short. To show the difference with the C minor sonata, which had an extremely short development, this sonata has a very long development section. Now comes uh, something new. We have not heard this before. And it's a modulating material. I would call it like a bridge, something that connects two sections. familiar, no? And it's wonderful. It sounds really familiar, but it's in the wrong key. It's somebody, Beethoven, this is, that's his joke. He pretends that he, he had lost his way. He's not, he doesn't know 
where the exit is. And so he misleads us into, into a false, false reprise, a false recapitulation. And it's very beautiful. But we are we are not not at home. So, we, uh, so he has to keep looking. A little more similar. Ah yes. So, and this this like the this bird song motif. It's uh, it's more reassuring that yes you are you are near home now. And then comes now this is home. So then it's identical with the exposition just in, in the home key. Mm. This sonata would be sunny and cheerful to the very end, were it not for its middle movement, Allegretto, which, which is like, like a dark cloud above it. It's in F minor. Again, it starts in this mysterious unison in the lower regions of the keyboard. And it's beautiful when the, when the unison turns into a four-part texture, then we have suddenly a little bit of light, a little bit of sunshine. Imitating each other with always a sforzando on the third beat. Three, one, two, three, one. Tragic, but it is a it is a melancholic movement, and uh, it's not even a slow movement. It's allegretto, and it it stands there like an intermezzo. Mm. 
feel the, the pain on this harmony. It's a sforzando uh, and dissonance. the trio what the contrast of between this mysterious unison this very solemn, beautiful D-flat major chorale. Yes. Second part of... is never mechanical because he changes the phrasing, he, he, he makes variations and, and the dynamics are different. Now comes one of the most wonderful Beethoven movements, the finale of this sonata, which is a, a tour de force. I don't know why some people don't like this. They have funny taste. <laughs> like this. So this is a Bachian invention and but it's, it's rustic and it's, it's like a like a peasant dance. 
like a false fugue because there are three distinct fugal entries, but then if anybody should be worried that a fugue will come, then there are no more entries. Right. <laughs> At this point, Beethoven writes for the first time forte. And so therefore, I'm sure that until here the dynamics have to be piano. But everybody starts this movement forte, just hammering it out. And then it's not very funny. So... extremely short exposition. Now comes the development section. So again, listen to this key change. Fugato-like development section, and now comes the recapitulation, but this time really fortissimo. And of the last beats. And it's quite irresistible, this movement. And this is one of those movements which are perpetuum mobile. Continuous movement, and really, these are the movements that have to be in a strict tempo. And the... have to be repeated again. This is not a question of choice, it's a must. <laughs> so, that was the second sonata. And